Good morning, and thank you for joining me today on Monday Morning Motivations. Whether you're listening on your way to work or at any point in your day throughout the week, my prayer is that this message ignites reflection and a moment of meditation that draws you closer to Christ. And with that being said, let's dive right in. Today's verse comes from 2 Kings chapter 7, verses 3 and 4, and it reads, Now there were four men with leprosy at the entrance of the city gate. They said to each other, Why stay here until we die? If we say, we'll go into the city, the famine is there, and we will die. And if we say, let's stay here, we will die. So let's go over to the camp of the Armenians and surrender. If they spare us, we will live. If they kill us, then we will die. Transitions. Sometimes as we go through seasons, we become better at transitioning. And sometimes it just continues to confuse us and we find ourselves in a stuck state. Why do we find ourselves in this state? One reason is because of fear. We become afraid of the transition. Why? Because transitions are awkward spaces between the surety of what you had and the uncertainty of what you might have. It is the period of finding your traction and footing in the newness of the possibility of greatness. Whether it's a job or a new relationship, or whatever it may be, we all have comfort levels, a way we have grown accustomed to things being, and leaving that way can bring anxiety and fear. Not because we aren't excited about the newness and the possibility of greatness, but because we are afraid of the possibility of failure and pain. Let's take a job for an example. God is leading you out of one place into another. For whatever reason it may be, toxic environment, entrepreneurship, or simply because you've accomplished your task for being there and it's time to move on. At your old job, you know everyone, you know your task, and you're good at it, and you understand how to maneuver the politics. You've laid down roots and have established a reputation and developed influence, and then God comes along and tells you it's time to move on. It's time to uproot yourself and move to a new place with new people, new politics, and no influence or reputation. By nature, we are risk averse. We fight to not put ourselves in situations we know will bring us pain or that we even think might have the smallest possibility of pain. And the pain that we seek to avoid a lot of times is that of starting over. Now, there are times where transitioning is easy. When God tells you to move and you leap out on faith because you're ready to leave that prior environment. It was unhealthy. It was toxic. You were just completely over it. Even in those situations, we can get stuck in fear. And if we aren't careful, find ourselves in a space of the in-between. The in-between is where you don't fully leave the old situation and you don't fully walk into the new situation. An example of this could be where God is calling you to leave your job to pursue full-time ministry. Your mind or the world or your family and friends might say, it would be unwise to leave a stable check and certainty before you are fully established in the ministry. So you should keep on working at your job while doing the ministry and only leave your job when the ministry position takes off or can fully accommodate your lifestyle. This way of thinking is what the world has taught us and has caused it wisdom. 
But this way of thinking will cause us to disobey God and justify it away by calling it mostly obedient or tagging it as wise. This partial obedience can keep God from fully showing himself in the season of transition. It can stifle your growth and keep you from learning the lessons needed to not only step into your new season, but to be successful at it. This need for full obedience in the transition is shown in our verse with the lepers in the city gate. We are first introduced to them after the city has been attacked by the Armenians. They are just outside the city gate trying to figure out their next move. They have three choices. One, go back into the city, which has been attacked by the Armenians and is suffering a famine. Two, stay where they are at the gate. Or three, go forward to the Armenian camp and surrender. Now, with each of these decisions comes a consequence and an outcome. We are told that two lead to certain death and one leads to the possibility of death. Now, when I read this story, I immediately found their in-between space. They could have completely skipped over the camp and tried to walk to the next city or just wander around in the space between the city and the camp. In my mind, that made complete sense. It not only avoided danger, but it also allowed them to escape the famine of the city. Now, we aren't told exactly why the camp was the destination and why they didn't think of going around. But maybe it was because the next city was just far enough away to where they have, would have died trying to reach it. Or maybe the Armenians had already taken over all the cities in the surrounding area. But what we do know is that the camp was the destination. And what we do know is exactly where God told us our destination was. And sometimes in our minds, we can come up with a safer alternative but that alternative still sidesteps God. Now, when they do fully obey and come to the edge of the Armenian camp, we see God show out. The Armenians are gone because God caused them to hear chariots in the distance. And so they ran for their lives and all the food and spoils were left at the camp for the taking. But they would have never walked into that blessing if they had simply stayed at the gate or went back into the city both of which were preferable options over going into the camp of the enemy, but both would have led to certain death because of the food famine. Now, we don't know what happened to the lepers soon after that, but we do know that they didn't die that day. And they also helped in the food famine by going back and telling the king about the abandoned camp. But the lepers would have died and the city because of the food famine, if the lepers simply stayed at the gate or did anything other than walk in full obedience. Many times we fear what's ahead, not knowing or understanding that God has already cleared the path. We not only miss out on seeing God show out in our lives, but we also don't know the impact it has on those around us. Who might miss out on their blessing because of your disobedience? So how do we do it? How do we transition well? First, we learn from, but still leave our past. The lepers knew that if they went back into the city, they would suffer the same fate as those in the city, death by famine. Sometimes we leave our past, but we don't learn from it. So we end up struggling and falling to the same lessons we should have learned from. Then there are times we learn from our past, but we decide to bring the past along with us. 
We drag our past into our newness and wonder why our new situation ends up looking exactly like our old one. We have to learn what comes with us into our new season and what gets left behind, what ties need to be cut, and what things need more investment and more energy. This can be the hardest because we don't want to let go of things that hold sentimental value or that are too painful to let go of. But not everything and everyone is meant to come into your new season with you. God knows that some things will only be weeds in your garden and if given the opportunity, will choke the life out of your destiny and purpose. Next, be present and be still. Be still and know that he is God. Hear his guidance and direction. Many times we miss him and his guidance because our minds are so focused on what's behind us or what's ahead of us. Finally, move forward according to the voice of God. This one is simple. Unless he says move, don't move. There are times we get confused in the transitional phase because we lose sight of him. We leave the past according to his will, but somewhere along the way, like Peter when he stepped out of that boat, we lose sight of him and focus on our surroundings and begin to sink. Father, I come to you today praying that this message reaches the hearts and ears of those who need it. May you give each person what they may need from this and allow them to continue to grow through the watering of your word. I pray for each person that is in the midst of transition or heading into one. May they seek you and hear your voice so that they may transition well. Help them to leave their past behind. Teach them what to cut away and what to carry on. Surround them with like-minded believers who will encourage them as they keep pressing forward, even though the transition gets tough. Show up and show out in their lives as they give you their full obedience. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me today on another day of meditation. And remember, there is no time like today to be motivated for Christ. I pray that you continue to grow in your faith and ride again with me next week as we take this journey into the Word of God. Thank you, and God bless.